Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include my interview with Scott Haymor, Head of Mortgage Pricing and Secondary Markets at TD Bank, on what secondary marketing heads spend their days doing, and what to look forward to from the Fed events this afternoon. Today's podcast is presented by Candor, AI that puts your underwriting on autopilot. As the only autonomous intelligence in mortgage technology, only Candor's loan engineering system can make complex underwriting decisions with zero human assist. Candor automates both tasks and intellect. Common sense is not a gift. It's a punishment because you have to deal with everyone who doesn't have it. Common sense tells us that what goes up must come down. Tulip bulbs, Florida real estate in the 1920s, cryptocurrency, and now sneakers. People need a place to live, but they don't need to own fancy shoes hoping they'll go up in price. The secondary market for Air Jordans, Nike Dunks, and Air Force Ones is tumbling, with some limited edition shoes selling for 30% less than they did several months ago. The sneaker resale market, which as of last year was racking up $6 billion in annual sales, has now hit a moment where supply exceeds demand. It's bad out there. Nike Dunk low retro white blacks that resold for $290 in February are now selling for under $200. And the Air Jordan 1 retro high OG patent bread is now selling for $230, down from $300 in February. The sell-off comes as investors in sneakers seek to unload their wares potentially related to a tighter economic landscape in general. The average transactions at StockX, the sneaker resale market co-founded by Rocket's Dan Gilbert, were down 20% in June. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome on to the show Scott Hamor, Head of Mortgage Pricing and Secondary Markets at TD Bank. He's responsible for setting daily mortgage rates and for secondary mortgage market purchases and sales. He also works closely with TD's product and risk teams to develop programs that meet customer needs, investor requirements, and ensure interest rate risk management and profitability. He has more than 25 years of mortgage, finance, and capital markets experience. Much of that time was spent with Freddie Mac, where he served in various portfolio and balance sheet leadership roles. He also served as managing director in financial services at Allegiance Advisory Group in Reston, Virginia, and as vice president at Primatics Financial. There's a couple topics I want to touch on today, the upcoming Fed meeting, rate hikes, affordability, and access to homeownership. Let's let's kind of run down the list here. The the Fed meeting expectations are for a a 75 basis point hike. Uh, A lot of of the Fed's actions have been priced into the market as the Fed has tried to do a a very clear communication job of telegraphing their, their moves ahead of time. What are you expecting? What what does the future hold? Uh, is the Fed front-loading their rate hikes? What give me give me some color here from your expert opinion? Uh, I think you hit you hit the nail on the head. You know the Fed is very committed to getting inflation in control and getting GDP back to a normal, sustainable run rate. So they've been you know, they've been telegraphing, as you said, to be very aggressive on the front end. We do expect seventy-five basis points tomorrow, and then if you look at the Fed funds futures, they're calling for another fifty at the next meeting. And then a couple of twenty-five basis point increases, and that's going to get the that's going to get the Fed funds rate between three and three and a quarter, and then that's going to put Prime above six percent as well. So you know, I think they're you know actively committed to getting inflation in control. Now the markets, if you look at the fixed income market, you know they've been over the last three months it's been like a tug of war between 
inflation and what the Fed's saying, but also balancing not pushing us into a recession. And you know, the fixed income market right now, it, you know, it's been rattling here the last uh, week or so, 10 years down to 275 right now. But the yield curve's inverted by 25, 26 basis points between the 10-year and two-year. So that's really pointing to, hey, you know, in the next three quarters, you might be seeing a recession in the economy and things really starting to slow down. You're starting to see that even in today's numbers, right? The consumer confidence. I think it was like the third street month that was lower, really reflecting consumers' concerns about, you know, jobs, purchasing power in the future, um, just overall economic outlook being a little bit, a little bit lower. You're out there every day setting rates. Can you explain to uh, some of our listeners on the that that might work in origination staffs how secondary marketing departments have, have built in some additional margin to account for volatility or, or kind of the ways that they're looking at uh, setting their pricing to to maintain their risk risk exposure in this environment? Great question. So you know, every day <clears throat> we're really balancing, you know, trying to meet our volume targets that we have internally but also managing um, our margins to kind of help incorporate all the volatility we're seeing. You know, an actual vol has been extraordinarily high the last three or four months. You know, and that, what I mean by that is, you know, rates go, have been going up by a lot one day and the next day they come all the way back down. And typically most pipeline hedges are hedging with MBS, mortgage-backed securities. So they have to delta hedge um, to maintain their position or duration or convexity position close to zero. And we do that as well. And that costs money when you're doing that every day. So that, you know, that actual ball uh, really starts eating into your margin. So the way we incorporate for that is we add on a little bit margin when we set, when we're setting our rates. So um, the way we, way we look at that is we're looking at our end investors. So the end investor might be a mortgage-backed security that we sell into the market. It might be the cash window for conforming agency eligible loans to Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, or it might be our own portfolio where we are um, originating and holding that loan over for its entire maturity. So we look at those, those cost of funds or exit rates, if you will, from those end investors. And then we add a margin to that typically to form a rate. And in times when we have a lot of volatility, we're adding a little more margin onto that to help us uh, you know, balance that out and, and have a cushion um, for, you know, for really um, volatile days. Like, like we've been seeing in the last few months. Yeah, there's that little margin, extra margin that that is being added on right now. Rates have also risen throughout the course of this year. Can you talk about this? this I guess it's kind of a tug of war or a polarization between you know home affordability is down with with home prices being at record highs, but also it's kind of a buyer's market in a sense because or a, or a, a borrower's market I should say because. Companies are competing over a smaller pie, and so they're they're trying to find ways to work deals, to get deals done, uh, exploring new product options. Talk about that tug of war a little bit. Absolutely. So, you know, as you mentioned, with with rates here, obviously, um, you know, underlying rates here, treasury rates, swap rates, mortgage rates have followed, and if you add on to it, um, the Treasury Department starting their tapering program. So, they're not buying as much MBS, and then they're actually letting MBS run off in their portfolio. So mortgage spreads have widened too, which have put further pressure on mortgage rates. Um, so you have, you know, I kind of have this tug of war going on where there's, there's, while supply, mortgage housing supply is better over the last few months, 
it's still um, historically pretty low. So there's not a lot of supply out there for people to choose from. So there's still house price pressure um, from buyers because there's not enough supply. But on the opposite side of that, as you said, rates are higher. Other inflation components like energy utilities are higher, which are making it less affordable for buyers to, to come in and, and you know find the home they want to live in, but also really feel comfortable they can make that mortgage payment, but also maintain the home and pay all their utilities. But as you said as well, it's it's not a bad time to be a buyer or a borrower because because rates are higher, the refinance market is gone essentially um, for most for most mortgage companies. So you're left with competing for a smaller pie for purchase business. And um, you know, while I said we we're adding a little margin for volatility, in general margins have gotten a lot tighter over the last year. And that's you know companies cutting their profitability or the amount of money they're willing to to make on mortgages uh, just to maintain volume, so they can maintain staffing levels, so they can you know keep their pipelines um, at a at a reasonable level. So a borrower does have a lot of options. They should go to you know, many different mortgage originators to see their with their products, but also what kind of pricing they're offering, because uh, mortgage originators are competing for that smaller part of the business. And I would say you know look at the products they have. You know TD Bank we have. I'd say we have a full service, you know, suite of products, depending on where you're at in your life. We have, you know, products for first-time home buyers. Um, we have products for low to moderate income borrowers. We have products for, you know, residential medical professionals. We have a construction to perm program where you can, you know, fully um, uh, borrow and fund your construction period that then it automatically um, reverts into a amortizing mortgage for the remaining period. Uh, we have a full suite of jumbo products, wealth products. So, you know, a lot of borrowers, um, you know, have a lot of options that they should work with a, a loan officer or a uh, mortgage professional to fully understand that and how that can help them with the affordability issues going on right now. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about products for a minute because you work closely with TD's product and risk teams. How how are you consider like, what is the process for considering adding new products going through uh, figuring out the right underwriting guidelines, figuring out what would actually be uh, desirable and create volume because every loan officer wants every product under the sun, but it's not necessarily going to create a ton of volume for the company. How do you, how do you weigh adding new products and, and figuring out uh, how to properly price them and, and incorporate them into your suite? Yeah, uh, great question. So you know, one, one way is we do listen to our MLOs because they, they are, if you will, they're, they're the boots on the pavement talking to borrowers, they're competing versus other uh, mortgage originators. So they see, you know, they see stuff real time and they hear things, they get information. That's just, you know, one input. You know, we also uh, look at what's going on in the industry. Um, we have relationships, you know, with other people at other mortgage originators that we talk to so we can understand the products they're offering. But essentially it comes back to understanding those products and really how it meets our customers' uh, needs and demands. Does it fit into the TD Bank? Um, suite of products. Um, like, what are we offering the bar? Is it filling a gap? Um, if it is, that's, that's you know, one box that we check off. Great. We also look at TD Bank's risk appetite. So, you know, TD, you know, has a clear risk appetite for the amount of risk we're willing to take, credit risk, interest rate risk, et cetera, that um, feeds into a lot of what we do. So it's the combination of, you know, what the borrower, does it meet our borrower's needs or demands? What's going on in the market? 
regarding, you know, the evolution of products, but also bringing it back in-house to determine whether it meets um, TD Bank's risk appetite. And then based off those, you know, we form, you know, if you will, a product card with attributes, um, how, you know, how far are we willing to go uh, as low as FICA score, as high as LTV, what's the DTI, debt to income ratio that will allow on the product and, and weigh that against, you know, what our customers are really you know, demanding in the market. And then we'll, we'll come up with a product card. And then based off that, you know, one of my job is to really understand that product. Is it trading in the market? Do we have an exit strategy? Or is this something we're going to put into the portfolio? And weighing those options when I when I um, determine what margin we need to meet our shareholders' return on equity, and then you know reflect that into a, a rate into the market for the product. In that vein, kind of fill me in on some of the chatter you're hearing in terms of what companies are doing. I've, I've heard non-QM has has made a big rebound. Companies are looking into arms. You know, companies are looking into doing as many government loans as they can because obviously those are the most profitable. What, what's the chatter on your desk? You're definitely seeing, you know, a pickup in adjustable rate mortgages for sure. Um, we're seeing it even, you know, in our in our bank and our origination pipeline. As rates have gone up, you know, homeowners are looking for that more affordable option. And sometimes that's an adjustable rate mortgage. So we're seeing, you know, definitely seeing in the industry a higher percent of arms being taken out. Um, now with that, I think what you what you see differently this time than you did in 2006 and seven is that some of the affordability options and the ability to repay regulations that are in place, preventing borrowers from actually going down and taking like a one-year arm or you know, a three, six-month hybrid arm. And they're being really um, you know, selective in, in choosing that into a five, six-month, a seven, six-month, or a 10, six-month uh, just worried mortgage. Uh, one is to get the lower rate, but also that's their comfort level as far as understanding what the payment shock could be when that when that rate resets. Um, now at TD Bank, it, you know, as far as non-QM goes, that's not something you know we um, we look at expanding. We think you know that cannot be good for our book or our business. So our our risk appetite pretty much stays consistent throughout any mortgage cycle. We don't chase the market. Um, you know when when everyone's fighting for volume and lowering their maybe their underwriting threshold, TD Bank does not do that. <laughs> I I'd like to close by talking to you about access to home ownership. Is it, is it better now than it was a couple years ago? Is it trending in a certain direction? Uh, I'm, I'm a millennial myself and, and a lot of my friends are looking to buy houses. Is the, how's the access these days? What's, what's going on there? Yeah. And you know, that direct, that directly connects with the affordability. And I'd say the, the access as far as product selection goes has never really been better and specifically the options, either you know, through a government program, a uh, agency, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and then um, proprietary portfolio products like we have. You know, we have. I think I think you talked to my colleague Michael Ennis Thompson a few months ago about our home access mortgage, which really focuses on first-time home buyers and low to moderate income borrowers, providing them assistance with closing costs. You know, up to a credit of five thousand dollars if they're eligible but also lower rates, um, wider underwriting characteristics as far as um, DTI, you know, a lower down payment option and things like that. So I think the, the, the breadth of products, both in the market and specifically at TD is better than it probably ever has been. Um, so that helps with some of the affordability as well, because you may not need to bring, you know, a high down payment to some of those products if you're eligible in the market. 
And that helps to offset some of the higher rates right now that we're seeing in the market. So my advice, you know, especially to, to new home buyers, the first home buyers is you know, to really, number one, understand your own budget and your financial situation, incorporating into, into that um, utilities, other, you know, energy, other items to maintain the home, as well as, you know, the payments you'll be making each month in real estate taxes. So really understand your budget and your financial situation. And two, really look at the products that are available out there um, that might aid you in purchasing your first home. And, you know, that I would recommend that working with a mortgage professional. And then third, you know, getting with a realtor to really understand the market you're looking in, because realtors will have inside information on the area, what's affordable, um, what's moving on the market. And you might have to, you know, uh, change your parameters and exactly um, or reset your expectations on what you can purchase and afford when you work with that realtor. Excellent advice. Scott, I loved having you on. Hopefully I'll have you back soon. Uh, This was great. Thanks, Trevor. Appreciate you having me on. I'd love to come back. Gasoline prices are coming down. It isn't the only thing. Recent week, economic indicators have already raised some problems for the Federal Open Market Committee's very hawkish path. But it can also be argued that deflation on non-essential items like Walmart is seeing exactly as what the central bank wants and will only galvanize it to keep hiking sharply. Economists will tell you that the Federal Reserve is in a tough spot. As inflation is still raging and the economic backdrop has dramatically deteriorated since its last meeting in mid-June. The consensus is still for a hike of 75 basis points today. Ahead of today's release of the latest FOMC decision, we received some housing market indicators yesterday. According to the FHFA House Price Index, home prices rose 1.4% month-over-month in May, which was a decrease from 1.5% in April. On a year-over-year basis, home prices are still up over 18%. Separately, the Case-Shiller Home Price Index rose almost 20% in May, though elevated mortgage rates will soon make gains like this unsustainable. Prices remain the strongest in the South and the Southwest. But new home sales declined 8.1% month-over-month in June, to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 590,000 units, well below 670,000 expectations. On a year-over-year basis, new home sales are down 17.4% as home building continues to punch below its weight. Sales were the weakest in the largest regions, the South and the West, as higher mortgage rates and higher prices created affordability pressures for prospective buyers. Today's Fed events happened this afternoon with the release of the FOMC statement followed by Chair Powell's press conference. Before the Fed, the MBS market is interested in weekly mortgage applications from MBA, which decreased 1.8% from one week earlier, the fourth consecutive week of declines. Applications now sit at the lowest level since February of 2000. Today also brings June durable goods orders, advanced indicators, and June pending home sales. The desk will purchase up to $832 million of UMBS 34% through 5% mortgage-backed securities from early payoffs, and we begin the day with agency MBS prices roughly unchanged, as is the 10-year yielding 2.79 after closing yesterday at 2.79%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Here's one for you as a lot of capital markets folks head home today from the Western Secondary in Southern California. A plane was taking off from John Wayne Airport. After it reached a comfortable cruising altitude, the captain made an announcement over the intercom. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Welcome to flight number 293, nonstop from Orange County to Dallas. The weather ahead is good, and therefore we should have a smooth and uneventful flight. Now sit back and relax. Oh my God! Silence followed. 
And after a few minutes, the captain came back on the intercom and said, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry if I scared you earlier. While I was talking to you, I accidentally spilled a cup of hot coffee in my lap. You should see the front of my pants. To which a passenger and coach yelled, That's nothing! You should see the back of mine! (laughs) Thanks again to this week's podcast sponsor, Candor. AI that puts your underwriting on autopilot. Candor automates both tasks and intellect. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.